At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. See, hour number two, Jeff, by the way, it's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay. Hour number two, I uh, correctly go through all of our, do we call them affiliates? Ways you can access VEASAN. Hour number one, when I'm starting the show, I just go into autopilot and I include ones that are no longer with us. I got to work on that. By the way, you see Richard Jefferson refed a quarter, officiated a quarter yesterday in Summer League. I didn't see how it went, but he said it was a fantastic experience. That, And I think he's right. That will make him a better analyst. He said he's always had respect for officials. He went through like 10 hours of training, he was saying for this. for just a, No, no, pardon me, not 10 hours. But he went through like multiple hours of training for 10 minutes of officiating just to get that perspective. Good on him for doing that, by the way. Good on him. You ever had a desire to ref a, a basketball game? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, quick no. answer to a really stupid question. No, the the only yes. I I I have refed in my in my uh, life when uh, in high school it was a, I was a counselor at a basketball camp and when you're one of the junior counselors one of your jobs is to ref the games. Yeah. So I refed a few of those. It's it's. Someone get in your face? Oh, no one. No one got too angry. No one got too angry. <laughs> we, so we get tweets. Speaking of angry, we get tweets from the angriest guy in New Jersey. The sports are aggressing defensively, you think. How about in every way? Play the second baseman behind the bag and throw sliders away. Can't make it up. It's web 12-66. Also got this uh, from uh, Sean, Sean Villa P- PA. Or Sean Villa PA. Oh, he's talking about my, uh, my betting pentathlon pick. I'm fading Jason Alexander. And he said, uh, Jason Alexander, George, what if today, Gil, is the day to do the opposite, though? If every instinct I have is wrong, then the opposite must be right. It's a very good point. What if Jason Alexander, the pitcher, decides to do everything differently today? And we get skrid. Anyway, one of our two plays today in the Benning Pentathlon. The favorite that we're playing, we have to play a favorite and an underdog today. The favorite we're playing would be the Minnesota Twins. First five against the Jason Alexander Milwaukee Brewers. Jason Alexander being on the hill. Mark Borchard is with us. Mark is doing double duty with us today. He's doing the uh, Q2 Derivative Podcast. We did the Q2 show last year on the radio side last week, uh, but we're doing the podcast form. So it was kind of like right before 
the 81 game mark for most teams. Now it's right after it for everybody. Uh, but he joins us once again, as he does each and every Tuesday from an undisclosed location in the desert. So undisclosed today that we're not even showing video. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. Yeah, Skype isn't isn't uh, putting the video out, but uh, I I did get a chance to listen to your fade of Jason Alexander, and yeah. I totally I totally agree with you. Uh, sabermetric numbers are terrible. Five point seven nine xera uh, on my chart, and and I, like I, I it. Th- that that's actually part one of my uh, that's actually one of my plays. I have, uh, and we did not I, speak about this beforehand. Let's let everybody know we did not speak yeah, about this. Yeah, yeah, I've I'm gonna go ahead and parlay that game with, with the Yankees. Uh, I got it at minus two eighty, but it's, it's gone up to like minus three Oh five. I'm still going to make the parlay. If you parlay Yankees twins, it's plus one twenty eight. of Cole versus Graham Ashcraft. And I just got to say Graham Ashcraft sounds kind of like a, a rock band in the, in the seventies, you know, like <laughs> I, I, Cros- I guess. Crosby, Crosby stills, Nash, young and Ashcraft. That kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or Jefferson Ashcraft. Right. <laughs> exactly. So you're parlaying the twins with the Yankees. What's the payout? Yeah. On that? It's a plus 20, 128 payout. So. All right. I, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. Jason Alexander, much better actor in Seinfeld than a pitcher in Major League Baseball. Boys, fan graphs page is a disaster. It is a complete disaster. When I was going through this last night, I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Now, can we lose? Sure we can. It's baseball, for God's sakes. But at least that is the – so I don't know if you heard about this. We're doing a we're doing a Major League Baseball betting pentathlon here this week at the network. So five plays over four days marked to determine who is the greatest baseball better who has ever walked to the face of the earth. I think that's the prize. <laughs> I think that's Large the Large sample size. Oh, I, yeah. think it's, I think it's a great – it's a fun idea. I think it's a great idea. So, by the way, but- Jason Weingarten texted me the other day. He's like, uh, can I get in on this? I was like, listen, there's a no savant rule. We can't have savants in this contest. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, so yesterday was a total. I was just joking earlier. Not even joking. I'm being serious. It's like how, how I won the Giants under, I have no idea whatsoever. But somehow it got there. Um, should have won it. Should have lost it. I have no idea how we won. Um, today is a favorite and an underdog. I have not chosen my underdog yet. Um, but I, I, my favorite is the first five on the Minnesota twins. That's how I played that one today. So I don't have an underdog yet. Tomorrow will be a run line play. And then Thursday will be a prop play. So those are the rules. Them's the rules, Mark Borchard. Um, Yeah, it's a, it's, it's an interesting, so you have to, today you have to do a favorite and an underdog. Correct. Today's the big day. Today's the big day. So there's some strategy involved, right? With, with the underdog, there's some strategy involved because if you're, particularly if you're down a game, which a little less than half of the participants are down a game after obviously one total yesterday. So they've, if, they've got to, they're really incentivized to play the bigger dogs, quite frankly. Um, yeah, no, they could, yeah. they could just be like, well, maybe it's the, it's the day that the uh, Reds are going to beat the Yankees. I was going to say, and, that Graham Ashcraft yeah. might be their guy today. Graham yeah. Ashcraft's going to fly. Yeah. So. He's going to fly. So did you have any other picks today? I do. You know, I have a, I have another parlay. It's a favorite laden card in my opinion, but I have, so I have the giants going to the Braves. Gil. I, I love Spencer Strider. I think this guy's amazing. He's like number, number two on the base winner, uh, ERA chart right now. So it's going to go, uh, it's going to go giants to Braves plus one twenty. That place plus one twenty eight too. Yeah, Logan so, Webb, Logan Webb going for the Giants at home. I like the Giants too in that game for sure. How can you play D- Dallas Keuchel? I mean, how can Ugh. you even if even if you're chasing in a contest like yeah. uh, I would go away from that one. Well, so so it's interesting. Again, you and I have not talked about this slate. We never talk about any slate, but uh, you're corroborating some of my instincts on it. So I don't have my dog play yet because of what you just mentioned there, which is it does feel very favorite heavy up and down the card today. And what I mean by favorite heavy is not that there's lots of favorites. There's always favorites, clearly. Um, But that I really am finding difficulty justifying going against most of them. There's a couple spots where I think there's an opportunity, but it's not like I'm racing to bet the Reds or the D-backs, to your point. The the chasm between the haves and the have-nots, boy, it takes a lot of onions to... uh, to bet on some of these guys. 
It, it really does. I, I, I want to hear the guy who handicaps play Dallas Keuchel. I, I mean, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not being a smart ass. I, right. I would really like to hear that yeah. because maybe, maybe there's some validity to taking the, the diamondbacks plus two Oh five. Well, right. There's always a price, right? Value is value. So if a price gets to a certain point, as you very well know, then it's a, then it's a play, but like Dallas Keuchel is one of these, you, you and I have been doing this for longer than we care to remember. And Dallas Keuchel's another one of the, you know, example of another one of these guys that we come across, any baseball fan or baseball better does, which is at one point, borderline elite, if not elite, right? There was a, there was a few years there where Dallas Keuchel in Houston, elite ground ball, and we talked about this a little bit last week, you know, 60% ground ball rate, uh, which was always saving him. Now that it's just, right, in quotes, now that it's only 50%, it, it doesn't erase some of the other foibles of his game, but he's just a long line of guys that was once great. And it's just, we forget about for all the greats that end up in the hall of fame. We, there are so many, right. Where they, they have their years and then they just fall off a cliff. I think your favorite might've been Derek Lowe because that's when a team would, <laughs> they would keep a guy longer. Now if they get remedy, the white Sox said, Hey, bye, Keiko, you're gone. And I think in years past, they would have kept him. But I remember you winning money with Derek Lowe. Just, I mean, he, you were just yeah. playing him every time. And, and when he was on his way that's out, that's such a good, that's such a good memory. But you know what? I think if we, if someone asked me like what over the years has been like the staples of baseball betting that have, that have probably been the most successful. I would add, I, w- I would probably respond by saying, recognizing the great ones before everybody else does. So like, there was a whole summer where Jacob deGrom was just cash money before like the rest of the world kind of knew him. The other flip side to that is, is sort of what we were just talking about, which is the ones who were great at the ends of their career just becoming so awful but their reputation keeps their teams rolling them out there. Not only their teams that they were great with, but others like Felix at the end, Tim Lincecum at the end. Oh my God. Do you remember fading him? Like it was just like, Oh, this guy is so bad now. So there's that. So I think those, that that's the thing. Like we can crunch numbers all we want, but in the end, like what were the, what are the most successful things baseball wise? Those two things, like almost the most directly simple things. You can't forget about the sabermetric all-star, either oh, fading the, yes. the, the non-all-star or playing on the, the guy who is going to have positive regression. I would like to see you do the sabermetric all-stars again. Yes, that was, a good, that was a great podcast we used to do. That was, so that was a mid-season, right? Just, it was like you know, right around the time of the, the actual Midsummer Classic. We would go through our starting rotation of the, of the four pitchers who were either the most overperforming or underperforming of the whole season. The yeah, we'd each pick one. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. and and the guy who picked first usually picked the other guys. You know? Oh man. Those were some those were some days of yours. So are those your only two plays, the two parlays, or is anyone else here on the way out? I'm trying to help you with a with a dog. Maybe don't, go don't wash help. No, you don't have to help me. Okay. I just want to know what your number is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do have the Rockies plus one and a half against the the Padres. That's another play that I have. And uh, outside of that, that's that's pretty much it, Gil. Yeah, the run the run line strategy at Coors is always a very good one. I will I will give you that. That's that is such a um, boy. That Rockies team frustrates though, doesn't it? Year after year. Well, they're they're so much better at home though. So it's almost like I think I think if you yeah. if you just played them at home and played against them on the road, you'd be, you'd be in good shape. All right, Rockies run line for Mister Borchard. Mark, I'll talk to you in about oh two hours. How about that? Sounds good, Gil. Thanks. All right. Q2 derivatives on the podcast side, on the Beating the Book podcast side, where, again, we'll go through most profitable teams, pitchers, and then we'll narrow it down more proprietary and more proprietary, five innings, first innings, that kind of thing on the podcast side. Still to come, Dave Tyndall on the Open Championship. Some NFL props on the other side. Numbers Game Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rival, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parlay's here as well. Thanks to uh, Sean Higgs, one of our loyal listeners, who uh, not only our loyal listeners, but VEASAN's loyal listeners, who popped in here to provide us with some food. Jeff, is that food that you have put your grubby hands on I again? I haven't touched it yet. That'll be up to uh, yeah. our audio guy, Jeff Jens. Ladies, to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to let do me just, everything here. I have a discussion with you without Jeff Parles present. Oh, that's Whenever not we get food here, Jeff puts his grubby paws in it before anybody else gets a chance to. It is very, I'm sorry. Hey, oh, hey, Jeff. How you doing, man? Hey, I, 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 again, we, we just sent Jeff Jens over to, uh, Jeff Jens. to uh, take a look. Uh, Matt Santos, got. I think, is going to bring some food down for the crew downstairs. We'll <laughs> yeah, be in shape here. Please give the crew some food, my God. All right, so we turn it over to Jeff Parlay here because it's our never-ending summer of, and by the way, thank God for the NFL that we have these available. Uh, but this is, uh, what, what are you serving up next that we haven't seen yet? What do you got here? All right, so we'll we'll go a little more generic here in this segment, Gil. A little more generic. We'll just go with the Offensive Player of the Year. Okay, here. And, you know, it's this has always been kind of the let's give it to a non-quarterback award, but we have seen in the past, at least in the recent past, where there's been a little more of a movement towards giving it to the second-best quarterback every once in a while, Gil. So this has turned into a more complicated award than it has in the past. Of course, last year, uh, Jonathan Taylor winning that award. So this is given by the AP, correct? Is that yes, what offense that player is? That is correct, yes. All right, so Jonathan Taylor, 10 to 1. Debo, 10 to 1. Cooper Cup, 12 to 1. So Taylor beat Cup with this last year. Taylor got offensive player of the year. Derek Henry, Cooper Cup, 12 to 1. Derek Henry, 14 to 1. Josh Allen, 18 to 1. Hmm. He's the, he, he and Justin Herbert, the only two quarterbacks up here. Devontae, 18 to 1, Justin Jefferson, and Justin Herbert, both at 20 to 1. So, um, well, let's go with you first. What are you thinking? Also, I I, I, I misspoke. Of course, Cooper Cup won the AP. Uh, that's, what, that's what I was going to yeah, say. As yeah, I, that, as that, I was, that was saying. That was an that. error by me. Derrick Henry, of course, won in 2020. Uh, but this is a tough, a tough one here because if you look at at, at these odds, Devontae Adams, I like a little more than 18 to 1, but if the Raiders Make the playoffs again. Adams has a ginormous year. Wouldn't he make a lot of sense here, Gil? But I think I'd like more than 18 to 1. I think I'd like about 25 to 1 on Devontae Adams. So the thing with this award is, because you were talking about how, you know, sometimes they do give this to quarterbacks. Quarterbacks who are not the MVP, basically. 
or quarterbacks that sometimes are the MVP. But the, the main thing about this award, which has been given out since 1972, the AP Offensive Player of the Year, and in 1972, the great Larry Brown, the Washington football team, he won it. Followed by the juice, O.J. Simpson, it should be noted, in 1973. But the point, of, the point I want to get to historically, if this is any indicator, is that a wide receiver the, before 2019 – when Michael Thomas won this in 2019, as you just mentioned, Cooper Cup last year in 2021, before those two guys won it, the last wide receiver to get this award was Jerry Rice back in 1993 and Jerry Rice back in 1987. Those are the only two times that a wide receiver had won this award before two of the last three years. So does that mean, let's just start there, does that mean that we can just scrap the no wide receiver thing now. Now now it's no longer a thing. The new era now. They don't yes, yeah, cuz the game has changed. So cuz when we used to do this award it's like a wide receiver is not winning it. Unless your name is Jerry Rice, you're not winning this. So that's done. Michael Thomas won it and then 2 years later Cooper Cup won it. Isn't this just kind of the I think Jonathan Taylor quite frankly is appropriately priced as the short shot, because he didn't win it last year. Remember, it was a 50-50 Cooper Cup-Jonathan Taylor proposition. And a running back is unlikely to win the league MVP. So Jonathan Taylor at 10-1 to makes all the sense in the world, assuming all his touches last year didn't just make him a shot player. He's still too young for that. Running backs do fall off a cliff at some point. Let's just point that out. But I think that's too early for Jonathan Taylor. So I think he's appropriately priced at 10 to 1. You're saying who, who's, your pl- who's your play here? I think it's Devontae Adams. Just in case. Yeah. I think that's the play, at, for at least at least on my end. I don't hate that. You, you know, just looking at guys that are further down the board, man, I wish Chris, Christian McCaffrey could stay healthy, Gil. Yeah. I, I really do, because if he could stay healthy – I, again, I'm not sure how good or bad Baker truly is at this point, but I know he's better than Darnold is at this point. 25 to 1 on McCaffrey if he stays healthy. You know he would put up numbers. You just can't bet on a guy who just doesn't stay healthy like McCaffrey, who has been just destroyed by injuries over the last few years. That's the guy, if, if we knew he had a clean bill of health, 25 to 1 would be a really great number on him. Every winner of this award has been either a running back or a quarterback, with the exception of Jerry Rice, Michael Thomas, and Cooper Cup. And now I think, I'm just sort of reading the, uh, it's exactly what we were just saying. Players have often been awarded this Offensive Player of the Year after near-record-breaking or record-breaking performances. Again, Jonathan Taylor flirting with 2,000 yards? I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I... I I hear you on Devontae Adams. Let's put it this way. It's not a, it's not a market I think I would bet. It's, it's difficult. The other interesting one, remember last year, though, Gil, mm-hmm. there were plenty of opportunities to get in during the season yes. in this award. Oh, and great that's point. The, and that's the case with every single one of these awards. Yep. Where if there's something you think is really mispriced, go midseason. Uh, the one that always stands out to me was the Kyler Murray-Josh Jacobs here where Josh Jacobs was the favorite going into December at all at almost every book. And it was like, what? okay. If Kyler Murray is a great month of December, which he did that rookie year, he's going to win this award. So no, it's a good, it's a good public betting public service announcement, which is you don't get extra points. You don't get sexy points for doing it early. Right. The very first prediction ever made on this network where we were doing the, the Super Bowl, the Atlanta, New England, Super Bowl, the famous 28 to three game. The only Super Bowl where you remember a mid-game score more than you do the final score. So 28-3, to and of course the Patriots famously coming back and covering it should be pointed out. But uh, after that game, Brent, the great Brent Musburger, asked me, uh, what do you think the best bet is for the Super Bowl next year? And I said, Philadelphia, 30-1. to And it ends up hitting, but the point is, is you could have gotten 30-1 to well into that season. Well into that season. I think even before the postseason. I might be wrong about that. wasn't that steep, but it was pretty but steep pretty for close. one seed. And so, yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, great, you did it early. But, you know, 
at that point, you have so much, I mean, way less information than you do, obviously, deep into a season. What do you got here? NFL defensive player. These yeah, days. just uh, the two of the more generic awards that we haven't actually talked about in the last two weeks here. Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, your co-favorites. No, no shock there uh, with Aaron Donald right on their trails at uh, plus 750 on Donald, 7-1 to one on Garrett and Watt. Micah Parsons off his absurd year last year. Absurd. The uh, Bosa brothers clocking in next, fifteen to one on Nick, twenty to one on Joey, and then Chase Young's also at twenty to one. And then look at our old friend Khalil Mack, who we've not heard a lot from uh, over the last year, plus a twenty-eight to one. The deal. return of the Mack, one might even say. Yeah, one might say that. One would be corny for saying that, but one might be saying that. Um, okay. Jeff, I got I got a giggle out of Jeff in the corner. That's all. My work is done here. Oh, you, today. Got, you got Santos too. And Santos, you got them both. <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay, so the list of these awards again: the Associated Press NFL Defensive Player of the Year. This was first issued in 1971, so a couple of years before, uh, one year before the offense. That's weird, right? That they gave this award out one year before they gave it offense. T.J. Watt won it last year. Aaron Donald the year before. Aaron Donald has won this three times. J.J. Watt has won this three times. So the notion of back-to-backs is actually, in recent history, fairly common. J.J. in 2014 and 2015, Aaron Donald in 2017 and 2018, Khalil Mack in between those two guys. And now T.J. Watt's going for the back-to-back. Aaron Donald won a subsequent one to that. Anyway, when was the last time a court, how many? how often does someone in the secondary win? That's really the question. Since the year 2011, one human being in a secondary has won this. Stephon Gilmore in 2019. And as we're looking up and down this line, there isn't one. So there you go. Derwin James is the shortest secondary guy at 35 to 1. Yeah, that's reflected in, yeah, reflected historically. Oh, man. I, my instinct wants to go Micah, but I wouldn't bet it now. You, if you had to make one bet right now, what would you do? I'd go down the board, and I know it's hard for a tackling linebacker to win it, but Darius Leonard, 35 to 1, feels oh, pretty he didn't nice. I like Darius Leonard. Yeah. He's my guy, 35 to 1. Tough, tough market. And again, same thing applies, right? Don't bet it now. Wait a few games, get some information, but always fun to, uh, to talk about those courtesy of DraftKings. Coming back, Dave Tyndall on the Open Championship next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Don't forget about Summer League. Speaking of BetMGM sponsored events, and we'll be down there with The Edge, Jonathan Montobel, Matt Humans, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, each and every day during the NBA Summer League, each and every weekday, that is, through July 17th. We'll also have special guests, exclusive content, live updates all throughout VSIN shows. For more, follow us at VSIN Live on Twitter. And VEASAN live on YouTube. I think I'm headed down there uh, again today for uh, the Warriors. Can't wait. Looking forward to uh, NBA Summer League. A star-studded affair. Jeff Parlay, he'll be hobnobbing at the win. He knows what he's doing. I'm sure he'll do that. Ladies and gentlemen, always a pleasure to have this gentleman on with us before each and every major, whenever he's able to come on. You can see his great work at Betfair, among other places. It's Dave Tyndall. Follow him at Dave Tyndall Golf. How you doing, Dave? Good afternoon, sir. Hello. Yes, I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing very well. I, well. Before we get into your trends piece about the Open Championship, which we're all looking forward to, you have a whole bunch of criteria, and you try to narrow it down to the the golfer that fits the bill on on most of those. I want to just go through some tweets that you put out this, at least this morning on our side, probably midday where you are. Uh, this is uh, from your Twitter, Dave Tindall Golf. Thoughts after reading Rory's quotes this morning. You said, this might play, talking about the course here at St. Andrews, this might play like Hoylake in 2006, firm, fast. Tiger laid back off the tee and relied on his brilliant iron play. Who's most like the Tiger of 06? Morikawa, hmm, a top five in strokes gained. Approach this season, Zalatoris, Henley, Hideki, Morikawa, Smith, so you're really reading into those those comments from Rory as, as sort of a helpful hint. I think so. And, and just before Rory, there was Padre Carrington as well, um, kind of saying it's so firm and fast that I think the idea with St. Andrews, a lot of people are saying people can fly the bunkers, but Harrington was saying if you fly them, then you run into the next bunch of trouble. Yep. So you've kind of, the safest thing is to maybe pull up before those bunkers and then rely on your long iron play. And I just recall Rory doing that 
at Hoy Lake in 2006 when we had a very, very hot uh, British summer. A pretty rare thing, to be honest, but it's very hot here at the moment. And the course, if you've seen the pictures of the course, it's very baked out, very browned out. So if it continues this way, I just thought maybe, yeah, maybe we're kind of looking at this wrong. When It's not just a case of blasting it away and you know, the longest hitters will win. Maybe it's the cleverest guys who win, who, who can take maybe two iron off the tee, even less, and then just hit those irons into the green. Because I think Rory was saying it's easier to play a full shot in than nerdle something around 60 yards. So, yeah, just, 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 I don't know, it would change my thinking, but I just thought it was an interesting little twist. I, I think you're right. It is, it is an interesting little twist, and we know that it's warm there from uh, from having watched Wimbledon for Fortnite. Here, here are the other two quotes that Rory continues. Uh, it's sort of hit driver everywhere in, in Dunhill. Get it as close to the greens as you can and take your chances from there. I think this week you're going to maybe see guys laying back a little bit, giving yourself full shots into some of these greens, playing the angles. And here's the, here's the tr- quote. I believe we have the Harrington one, because this is the one – that I think is the uh, the perhaps the money shot on this from Patrick Harrington. Interesting, you said the ball. Uh, this is from Harrington. Interesting from Harrington. Quote: The ball is running so far, every tee shot is running sixty to eighty yards. You can't carry trouble and stay short of the next trouble. If you're getting too much shape, it's going to run into trouble. Being as fast as it is, it makes it much tougher. That is fascinating to me. Uh, yes, you can't carry trouble. And then stay short of the next trouble. Trouble looms, um, but that's uh, that's the nature of the course right now, based on the conditions. Um, so here is here is the piece that you do every time, Dave, which we're always so fascinated by your trends piece. And and here are the criteria. We have the the eleven criteria, I believe it is, that you uh, base this on. We have a graphic with it. Look at that. Very well, that's nice. nice. Look at that. A yeah. picture of you, Dave, and everything. Look at that. Uh, world ranking, nationality, age, open form, St. Andrews fit, winning form, recent majors form, majors excellence, the Augusta link, current form, and what that golfer did the week before. The floor is yours, sir, however you want to winnow this down for us. Yeah, so some of those are probably fairly self-explanatory. The, the interesting one is maybe the Augusta link. I was just, in the so weeks before, I was just thinking – isn't it a bit strange that all Seve's majors and all Faldo's majors were either opens or masters? And you think, well, what's the the connection between those two? Because they seem two very different things. But the more I've read about it, the more it seems they are very, very linked. I think creativity on both is a massive thing. Uh, I've read quite a bit um, about the, the course design that when they when Mackenzie and Bobby Jones designed Augusta, they had St Andrews very much in their mind in terms of the creativity and how you would work your way around. So I think that link seemed to make sense. So then I checked it out further, and then it was incredible the amount of open winners at St Andrews in particular who had brilliant records at Augusta. You think maybe they're just good players, but it's everybody. So even John Daly had a third at the Masters. I don't remember that happening. So, in fact, if you look back, the the last 10 – St. Andrew's winners have all got a top three. Now, obviously, you want this to be a predictive tool, so when did it occur? But nine of them had already had that good Masters top three before playing well at St. Andrew's. The only one who it was the other way around was Oost Hayes, and who won the Open, then went on to, to finish runner-up at the Masters. But it's a really good really good link, that one. So I think anyone who's got that strong, that strong form there, you think of maybe Spieth as one that jumps out at Augusta, then... They are primed to go well at St Andrews. So, do you want do you want the final standing? Should we jump to that? Yeah, let's do the final standings. You can do the you can do the countdown for us. Everybody loves a countdown, Dave. Yeah. So, um, in tenth place, Matt Fitzpatrick, U.S. Open winner. We've got Morikawa in ninth, which is good to see. And as as I say, I might bump him up from that in my own sort of betting thoughts nearer the time. John Rahm eighth. Sung Jaim is a bit of a surprise in seventh, but he's played well at Augusta, so that helped his tally. The interesting one maybe who you, you don't think would necessarily appear on a on a list of top contenders is Justin Rose. Uh, he was sixth, so he was a surprise entering the top ten. Rory McIlroy, yeah, that, that speaks for itself. There's three players in tied second. Jordan Spieth, yeah, no surprise. Scotty Scheffler, the Masters champion at the moment, no surprise. 
And Hideki Matsuyama as well. He, again, another Augusta winner, so that helps his score. But the winner, by a couple of points, was Xander Schaffele, the man of the moment. Oh, man. Oh, no. So the reason, yeah, I, the reason I react like that, Dave, of course, is because, you know, our, our golf betting brains, it's difficult enough for us to imagine back-to-back, you know, tournament random tournaments being one on tour, which obviously Xander just has done. Not to uh, disparage the Scottish Open as random. It was obviously a great field. But for him to win back-to-back-to-back with the climax being the Open Championship, whew, that's a that's a tough proposition for a lot of people to put their money behind, isn't it? Yeah, because you, I've got this thing. I, I think I'm wrong on this matter, but I've got this thing that you, you sort of use up. You use up the wins, and but then... You can come at it the other way and thinking if you look at records of people, they come in in bursts and flourishes. So say we rewind to the Masters, we could have thought Scotty Scheffler, he's done all his winning, he can't win another one. Well, he did. So I'm hoping this plays out again with Xander Schaffley. Um Thinking back, Phil Mickelson won the Scottish Open and then won the Open itself the following week. So it's been done. Um, and when he did win in Scotland, Sander Schaffle, he, he was on the wrong side of the draw, so it, it was a better win than perhaps it first seems. So obviously, when I wrote my preview, this was before all this winning that he'd done. Right. So his his price has rather crashed since. <laughs> You're like, okay, so, uh, so it's been a tricky one. We only we only have about ninety seconds left, so I want to get your answer to two questions. One, what is your favorite long shot play to win this? And then two, the question that I always love to ask of folks. Who's the guy that if he wins this is going to make you hate yourself the most because you thought to bet him, but you just couldn't get there? Yeah, so I think my long shot is um, Pao Tong Lee uh, because he's got this excellent record in the um, Alfred Dunhill Links, which he's played at St. Andrews. He's 25 under for six rounds there. He's finished third in an Open before, shot 63 on the last day. Um, at Birkdale in 2017. He, he won on the DP World Tour a couple of weeks ago. So I think he's a great long shot. Um, and then the one where I would be full of regret and remorse. <laughs> I think I think anyone would be if they don't back Rory this week. And there it is. If, if, if you look at the price and you think, not for me, and then he wins, you will feel terrible without a shadow of a doubt. So it might be just worth having something on him to, to take that out of the equation because he's got a big chance hasn't he my my producer jeff parles gave a big smiling nod when you said lee is the uh, long shot you like that i mean he, he won a, he won on the european tour not that long ago he's yeah. after having a real tough go of it he's actually played much better and as dave said has had success in this tournament yeah dave can't thank you enough uh i know you'll enjoy it we'll we'll be the ones to uh be watching this in the dead of our sleep this time around, as obviously the Open Championships always are with the time zone difference. But we appreciate you making the time zone uh, effort as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks very much for having me on, and, and uh, enjoy the week. You too. Dave Tyndall at Dave Tyndall Golf. You can, still all, you can see all his stuff at Betfair, and he's on multiple podcasts, which are wildly entertaining. I'm not sure I understand half of the things of the accent, but they are wildly entertaining nonetheless. More football next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it on. Every rivalry. Every rematch, every rookie debut, 
every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM rewards sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager. On the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jeff, it occurs to me that we should probably uh, name once again the long shot golfer that Dave Tyndall was referring to because... Um, Dave has the pronounced Leeds accent, which is always very musical to the ear. But uh, even if we were saying the name of the golfer, there might be some people listening who are like, wait, wait, which, which guy were you talking about? And there's, other, and there's multiple people with the last name Lee. He was referring to Hao Tong Lee, H-A-O-T-O-N-G-L-I. Yes. Hao Tong Lee, which I'm looking at 300 to one is what I'm seeing out there. That is a classic shop around. There's some books a, that are dishing as low as 150 to 1, and like you said, as high as 300 to 1 out there. The old classic shop around. Uh, Ian McDonald checks us. We get tweets. At beating the book, always appreciated. Uh, Ian McDonald. We was talking about our offensive player of the year numbers that we were just referring to. Uh, some tidbits. He's uh, Some of these are talking about what we were talking about, and then he adds on something. He goes, 26 of 50 winners were running backs, 20 of 50 were quarterbacks, 4 of 50 were wide receivers. As we pointed out, two Jerry Rices, one Michael Thomas, and one Cooper Cup. But he says of the 20 quarterbacks to win, if this is any bit of helpful advice for Offensive Player of the Year, nine led the league in passing yards and won the award as listed below. And then he shows a graphic of it. So part of that is if you can figure out who might be, you know, if it's that, that, that could correlate with your handicap of who you think is going to finish with the most yards. If you think Justin Herbert, just to give one example, is going to just light it up with the L.A. Chargers, and remember, besides Tom Brady, Justin Herbert had the most attempts in all the National Football League passing attempts last year, so volume is really what you're looking for. If you feel he's going to win the passing yards title, if it is, it's not actually a title, but be number one there, Maybe he's the bet for offensive player of the year. I like that. For me, McDonald. This award makes no sense, by the way, because offense and defense. It, it, it's it, so well, tough. Offense more than offense, offense is more than anything. That correct. comeback player of the year, the two ones where it really just depends what the voters' moods are. <laughs> Comeback's ridiculous. But but I mean, you have some years where the guy who won the MVP wins offensive player of the year, and then I know the last three years. Wasn't the MVP like Mahomes in 2018 won the MVP and yeah. this Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Adrian Peterson is in his year he almost broke Dickerson's record won both. It's, it's, it's very a, random. It's a it's really random. It's awards in general, right? Whenever we're handicapping the handicappers or handicapping, I should say the uh, the award voters, we're seeing it with AL MVP this year right now, right? Let's we just segue back to that just as a parenthetical aside. If I if I said to you right now, Jeff. Who do you think is going to be the American League MVP? Let's say the season ended now. It's not a question of who you believe the American League MVP is. You're like, what? you're literally trying to play psychologist, right? And you're like, how are these voters going to think? Like, what percentage of them are just going to do the same thing they did last year and say, look, Otani's just Babe Ruth. No one can compete. He's your MVP. Or... 
right? How, what's the percentage that you believe is going to say, you know what? Been there, done that. Sorry, bud. Um, Aaron judge has 30 ding dongs and that's all there is to it. He plays in the pinstripes. And so see you later. Show. Hey, I, uh, for me, I have no idea. I have no clue. No, because clue. Yep. each market technically gets two votes. Yep. So I don't want to say, oh, there could actually, there could be a tie in this market. In and this we market. have a tie. But I don't think it's impossible that it comes down to some, <laughs> some, uh, some, someone that is we just get- trying to make a statement and puts either Judge or Tani in third for no apparent reason, and that's what skews it one way or the other. Who was that, Joel Sherman, who put out his, and he was like, forget Otani. He's spectacular, but he's not my MVP. I don't remember who did it, but Jordan's injury kind of eliminates Jordan. It's tough. Which is really difficult because Jordan was well on the path to being right in this race. Sure was. And now it's just Otani and Judge. I mean, just look at the odds. Everything's tightened now. I, I, I genuinely don't know. I, would I have my opinion as to what I think is right, but it doesn't matter what I think is right. I would lean judge, yeah. but I have no clue. No I clue. really don't know. All right, back to football. What do you got here? Season passing touchdown props. The NFC side today, Gil. Well, the NFC side. All right. Because uh, as we, we know, we already talked about this uh, on the interception side where <laughs> your boy Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz uh, 23 was, was and a half, baby. out of 10 and a half. For the interceptions. For the interceptions. Getting trotted half, uh, out at uh, 23 and a half today yeah, on the passing touchdowns. Seems about right. Uh, you know, the interesting one that stood out to me, Gil, more than anything, is that I know Aaron Rodgers is dealing with no true number one wide receiver up there in Green Bay. But 31 and a half is a pretty big adjustment off what we've seen over the last few years from uh, the back-to-back MVP. That's the one that stood out to me immediately when going through these. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. In other words, I am I I have certainly led the the brigade of well, he doesn't have a number one wideout. Let's see how this goes. I mean, I love Aaron Rodgers, but even Aaron Rodgers without you know a Devonte, good lord, I mean. What what must he? We don't know what we're gonna get, but you're right. Like if you go down and and sort of look at what he's done here in the past, just calling up Aaron Rodgers' stats. Last year, 37 touchdowns. The year before, the ridiculous 48 against five picks. But before that, Jeff, 26, 25, 16. So maybe it's not so crazy. Right, 26, 25, 16. Now, of course, the 16 was he didn't play as much. Right, Right, he was hurt. He was hurt. Before that, 40, 31, 38, 17. Didn't play as much that year. 39, 45. I don't know. So anyway, there is a a stretch there of a 26 and 25 in 2019 and 2018. You're right, though. It's a pretty aggressive adjustment. How about Baker Mayfield, 22 and a half? That's a really difficult number. That's a really difficult number. By the way, not listed on here, uh, Trey Lance is at 21 and a half. As we talked about on the interception prop, Gill, if you think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starter week one, you bet every Trey Lance prop you can under. Yeah. Because he just won't get the reps. Uh, so that's just out there as well. When are we going li- to – literally, so I'm, we're, I'm going on two weeks vacation. It's basically August when I get back. How many, how many of these things do you, do you think will be resolved? Jimmy Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson. You, you think they'll still be in the air? Watson, I think, will be resolved by the time you get back. I hope so. I do not think Jimmy Garoppolo will be resolved by the <laughs> time you get back. He'll still be out there. I think he will still be a 49er. <sighs> Maybe so. Uh, so, anyway, just looking at this, I... You know, I actually like Tom Brady. Tom Brady, 35 and a half. I think you're just betting against injury because he'll dink and dunk so many of those little touchdown passes. I think Justin Fields, 18 and a half, the low mark. What a, what a, what a gross number there. Just shows what lack of talent he has around him. I don't, I don't know where I stand on him. I, it's one of those where, when you don't have the proper talent around around you as a first round quarterback, it could end up not being your fault that you don't pan out the way you should. 
Matthew Stafford, 34 and a half. Big number, but probably right. I think Rodgers is the best bet here. I think Rodgers over 31 Rogers and a half. Rodgers over that, is the best bet? That's the one I would look to. The other interesting I'm gonna one go, is Dan, You know what? I actually, think, I actually think I like Brady over more than I like Rodgers No over. problem with that. No. And if you're looking at an under, the interesting one is, is the two NFC East guys who are listed back-to-back with each other of Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts because – are we certain that Daniel Jones is going to play a, play a whole season with the Giants? Because there's the whole thing that he could stink and he gets benched. So I'm a little bit concerned there. And then Hurts, kind of like with Josh Allen on the AFC side, rushing touchdowns for the quarterback can take away from the passing touchdowns. 22 and a half, though, I would have expected that to come in a little bit higher at 24 and a half. So that number makes it a little bit harder to bet an under on Hurts. Don't love these. I must say, but Tom Brady with 43 last year set at 35 and a half. I get it. He's a year older. That's probably the biggest discrepancy of the bunch with the exception. Yeah, no, that's the biggest discrepancy of the bunch. I think from last year to this year in terms of a, of an adjustment, ah, you'll have to convince me. I'll have to see it with my own eyes. I would go over on that as my favorite one on the board. But again, is it something I would gravitate towards betting? If we had this available here readily in Nevada, I don't think I would rush to the window to bet this right now. That's for sure. We've done all we can do. The Lombardi line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the sports betting network. Ben Wilson in the house. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry Every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.